Bond order is worth talking about as well. Um, bond order is just nothing more than the number of bonds between a pair of atoms, and it's so easy, it's hard. This is, uh, by the way, acrylonitrile, a molecule from organic chemistry, and what the arrow is pointing to there is a carbon-carbon single bond. Single bonds always have bond orders of one, so that carbon-carbon bond order is just a bond order of one. Double bonds have a bond order of two. So if you see a double bond, write the bond order of two. And finally, you can probably imagine if you have a triple bond, that's gonna be a bond order of three. So in this molecule, there's quite a few bond orders of one. There's a bond order carbon-hydrogen right there. There's a bond order carbon and hydrogen there. Bond order carbon and hydrogen there and the bond order of one between carbon and carbon. Then there's one bond order of two and one bond order of three. Literally, number of bonds equals the bond order. Formaldehyde is given in the lower right-hand side there, and it says what's the carbon-oxygen bond order in formaldehyde? And you can see the carbon is the kind of gray slash black atom, and oxygen is the red. So literally count up the number of lines between the carbon and the oxygen. I see two lines. That means this is going to be a bond order of two. You can have bond orders of 1.5 and 2.5. I'll show you that in a little bit. A bond order of zero doesn't make any sense because that would mean there's no glue, if you will, between the atoms and the atoms would just float away from each other. So a bond order of zero wouldn't be reasonable. The other ones we're going to see are possible. You can have a fractional bond order, like the 1.5 or 2.5 I showed earlier, if you have a resonating structure. So here's the resonating structure for nitrite, NO2 minus 1. It's not nitrogen dioxide neutral, this is nitrite, NO2 minus 1. This is diamagnetic, everything is paired, but you can see there's a choice where the double bond goes. It could go on the left or it could go on the right. So bond order for resonating forms, you take the total number of electron pairs used in that resonating bond, and you divide them by the number of places they can go. So whether you use the left or the right, there's a total of one, two, three bonds. All right, three lines. That's the three that goes right there. And those three lines are either here between the left and the right NNO, or here between the middle and the right NO. So there's two places they can go. So three pairs divided by the two places they can go, this is a bond order of 1.5. Most of the time bond orders are ones and twos and threes, but if you have something that resonates, then you can get into 1.5s, etc., etc. Bond order is pretty simple, but it does relate to two things which are really useful, and those are bond length and bond energy, okay? And formaldehyde is shown again on the right-hand side. Notice that there's some numbers that are in picometers, PM, and there's also some energies, kilojoules. Bond length is what they're looking at when it comes to the picometers. So the carbon-hydrogen bond length is 110 picometers, and the carbon-oxygen double bond, 123 picometers. But there's also some bond energy values. The 414 kilojoules is the energy to break a mole of carbon-hydrogen single bonds. It's endothermic. Bonds don't break by themselves, but if you add 414 kilojoules per mole, you'll break it apart. 
The carbon-oxygen double bond takes 745 kilojoules to break up a mole of carbon-oxygen double bonds. We're going to see that bond order can be related to both bond length and bond energy, which is pretty cool. When it comes to the bond length, <clears throat> bond length is inversely proportional to the bond order. So what that means is as bond order goes up, the bond length goes down. Or if your bond lengths are getting bigger, your bond order is going down. And that's kind of a cool thing to know. Now, for this particular problem, all right, we're looking at three different hydrogen with halogen molecules, HF, HCl, HI, all right? If you remember from Chem 221, as you go down the periodic table, atoms get bigger. Atoms get bigger generally as you go left and down. So iodine is a lot bigger than fluorine. And notice how the size between the hydrogen and that halogen is getting bigger. So F is the smallest, smallest bond length. Chlorine's in between 1.310. Oh, and by the way, these are angstroms. An angstrom is 10 to the minus 10 meters, so pretty small lengths, okay? But HCl is bigger, longer than HF, and HI is even bigger yet. As bond order goes up, your bond length goes down. That's what I said on the last screen. And this is a better example to show what's going on. The upper left-hand corner is methanol, and methanol has a CO single bond, and that's 1.410 angstroms. Carbon dioxide has a C double bond O, a carbon oxygen double bond. And carbon monoxide, lower right, has a C triple bond O. So you see you're going from a bond order of one to a bond order of two, and CO down here, bond order of three. As your bond order goes up from one to two to three, the bond length goes down, 1.4 to 1.3 to 1 point about two. Uh, that's what it means as bond order goes up, your bond length goes down and vice versa. So think about that. As bond order goes up, your bond length goes down. And that's kind of, that's kind of a neat thing. So uh, bond order 1C single bond O will be longer than a C double bond O bond order 2. And a C double bond O will be longer than a C triple bond O uh, with a bond order of 3.